Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of Kayfabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined, as always, by the G-Cast. Lush? Cast, how you doing, bro? Hey, now. I am doing fantastic, and I am looking forward so very much to doing this. It's Bad Blood 97, and I love this Hell in a Cell match. First, another great uh pay-per-view tlc 2009 this is a banger ladies and yeah. gentlemen daniel yeah, i mean like i daniel. feel like we did a great, a great job we did a fantastic daniel, job this is picking a this one. we did we did a really good job we did a great job we did a fantastic job i, I just it's just it's just kind of like uh, your buddy barack obama told us last week right uh but also right. i did get some great he feedback did. from the 1984 show uh, we talked some some of our listeners actually going and watching that mike graham and jesse bar match and i only had one person tweet me and say the match sucked and i was like i don't mm. know if this person should keep listening to our podcast because if you think no, the match sucked, i don't know uh no i'm just kidding i'm very very grateful that you listen hopefully you enjoy this one as well uh, i know you are wanting a little <laughs> bit more of that fast paced that up-tempo stuff and oh, we're gonna yeah. give it to you right here the attitude era versus 2009's tlc mm. baby let's just jump right into it we finally have a uh, two shows that have equal amount of matches so we're just gonna go yeah. back and forth uh, and in true granddaddy fashion, we're going to start with our favorite year of all time, 1997. And I was going to old... say, we, we hardly touch on this year, so I think we should, you know. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we never really get a chance to we go over We never really get a chance to go over uh, But yeah, so the old Attitude Era Open um, just kind of like got me hyped for sure, just having that in thousands of cities over the world, you know, like, it's a great one. Loved it. Yes. Loved that oh, Open yeah. there. Especially here in Vince, like cranking out that overhyped. Welcome everyone! Well, it's, it's just it, oh, yeah. well, I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. It's just it's ridiculous. Uh, man, three-man booth, Jr. King and Vince. This is pretty much the end of Vince's commentary career. What do you think about this open here? Man, I always go for a lot. Does it doesn't matter what town you're in, but my 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 go-to is Las Vegas, Nevada. When I do events, it's <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, Las Vegas, Nevada. He always would kill Las Vegas, Nevada. Every time I would hear Raw was going to be in Las Vegas, Nevada, I would lose my crap. I would just, I had to hear it. It's yeah. the best. So I don't care where this pay-per-view was for me. It was live. In no, it was. It was in St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> but it was really Las Vegas, Nevada. Yeah. Um, I love the voiceover package. It is very old school. You know, one man. Will he get his dream? The boyhood dream. Whatever it is, it's just that. I love it. Um. This is like the genesis of DX, too. You see that, and they talk about that in the opening. They don't talk about DX, but you see the genesis of DX. Um, um, you know, we it's 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 exciting. But, oh, the weird thing, sorry, uh, Brian Pillman. I'm getting all Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about this, too, because was, we were so like, wrapped up in the Hell in a Cell, and I completely forgot about this. Yeah, this was the hard. show uh, that they announced that Brian Pillman had passed so away. So they're like, and they very, they touch on it, like, very quickly here, and then later yeah. in the ma- and then later in the show, like a, two matches in or one match in, Vince kind of touches on it again in this weird, trying to be heartfelt, but doesn't. I don't. Yeah, it was kind of strange. Yeah. Me. Yeah, it's this weird thing, and it sucked. But I totally was caught off guard. I, 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 we, everybody talks about Bad Blood '97, about the Hell in a Cell. Like nobody ever says like, and that's also the show that because Brian Pillman died that day. Earlier yeah. that day, he was supposed yeah. to have a match, yeah. and, and the match got. The funny thing is, they replaced his match with one of the greatest matches of all time. But we'll get to that. Oh, we'll uh, get there for sure. We'll get there. But the first match is uh, the nation, a domination. 
We are the nation, alive and in color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I have to ask Wolfie about what Wolfie those actual did, lyrics were. Um, he was for, actually small. Versus uh, the Road Warriors, um, Legion of Doom. Uh, that is, uh, and and uh, the Nation of Domination was, it's actually three on two because there was actually supposed to be, uh, who, who's the person that Legion of Doom's missing? Shamrock. Shamrock, Shamrock, that is, that's right. Shamrock was on this whole thing with Farouk. Farouk, yeah. Farouk, Farouk is on fire. And uh, so Farouk has hurt Shamrock. I forget how, sorry, I don't remember the storyline, but um, Shamrock is not there, so it's gonna be it's gonna be uh, Kama, Rocky, and D'Lo Brown versus Hawk and Animal, the Road Warriors. So it's actually a three on two, and by the end of it, they actually three men can't do the job. They actually need four men to do the job. Three yeah. can't do it. They need four to beat the Road Warriors because the Road Warriors are just that legendary, that powerful, and that great. Yeah. Man, Rock had some good heat. Rock had yeah. the crowd did not like Rock. They were they had the, the a lot of the you sucks and it oh, didn't. Yeah. They were piping that in. This was old school. They really they really hated Rocky. Um, great heat for him. Yeah. Um, they did have a slow pace though, man. I know it's the Road Warriors and they really have that kind of just old school. Just you know they're gonna pop the crowd with this a huge ass uh, clothesline. You know right. knock knock your boy out and the crowd gets hot. So it was a slow pace, but it was a road warrior slow pace where True. this sloppy, just sloppy beat the Power. shit out of somebody. Yeah. Power moves, man. Um, LOD ends up getting Rocky up for the doomsday device. And then uh, Farouk comes out, uh, kind of distracts it. They drop him. Um, and then Kama hits Hawk in the back of the noggin with a kick. Um, and then Rock gets um, the rock bottom for the win. Um, and it's interesting because, like I said at the beginning, it ends up taking – they already – it's already three versus two, but it ends sure. up being four versus two to get the job done. I gave the match a D-plus because it, it was just – I'm not a fan of that slow-paced power move wrestling. Right. That was going on here. And even though you had great wrestlers like D'Lo Brown, Rocky, and even Kama, I loved, uh, dude, Kama is the supreme fighting machine. Okay. Oh, yeah. This yeah, guy definitely. can go. No, honestly, the, I, I really, uh, let's, I just want to briefly talk about Kama, though, just for a second, because we all know him as the Godfather. I know he went into the Hall of Wait Fame as the Godfather. That's the Godfather? Yeah, it's the same guy. I know it's wild. Yeah, and it's crazy that, like, he got over with that gimmick. But, dude, I remember the original Kama gimmick, and I thought it was awesome. Like, I think that it didn't work because MMA wasn't really that popular yet. And also, like, they were doing, like, Duke the Dumpster and other, like, gimmicks like that when they first brought him in with this, like, yeah. real tough man, like, type angle. So I feel like it would have worked if they had, like, debuted him in, like, 98 maybe or 97 with that gimmick. You know what I'm saying? Like, if he had just come in with that gimmick here, um, it would have gone over, uh, like, quite a bit better uh, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, well, wait man. A minute. I, What's wrong with hold on, Duke the Dumpster? Yeah, Garbage he's a truck. badass, dude. Okay. What are you talking? Well, I don't know why you compared Kama against Duke. Like Duke can't hold his I'm own. I'm saying that he came in when gimmicks weren't believable. He came in when all the I gimmicks mean, were cartoony. That's what I'm saying. Like uh, I'm still yeah. scared. Repo Man's gonna take my car. Is what I'm saying. I know, I know, I know. I keep, uh, I keep an eye on it at all times. Uh, but yeah, man, this match is not one that I really kept an eye on at all times because it did slow down and get a little boring in the middle, like you said. Yeah. Uh, now I will say, dude, if this match had been like six minutes 
it six or seven minutes, it would have been like a B plus. Like this was probably one of the better Legion of Doom matches. Like I thought it was actually pretty decent. It just slowed it down too much, uh, and in the middle, and it t- it took like way. Uh, like they put way too much heat on animal and it was hard for me to like stay invested in it. You know what I mean? It got sloppy. It got sloppy for sure. It got sloppy. Now the crowd popped really big when Hawk finally got the hot, hot tag and he did a great job. He cleaned house. I thought that for the most part, again, this was probably their best match in this era. This, this go round with the WWF. I think they did yeah. their best here. And I actually liked the finish being like, you know, Hey, it's already three on two, but it still took you another guy and a distraction to like, get the pin yeah I like um, that but too. at the same time the nation of domination should have won i mean come on it is four on two at this point yeah. you know so uh so overall yeah this match would have been a b uh if it would have been a little bit shorter but unfortunately it was like almost 13 minutes long um so yeah i ended up giving it like a d plus to a c minus uh, i think i liked it a little bit more than you did um but yeah i mean not overall nothing really to write home about uh but yeah let's gotcha. jump on over to 2009 uh and there's kind of like a highlight package here covering all the angles uh, fantastic production as always. I feel like honestly, the production level hasn't really changed since 2009. It's pretty much the exact same, which is like really good. Um, definitely still rocking chair shots to the head in 2009 though, man, where they, they were just, it's been just in these opening packages for the angles. I was like, good Lord, just like crushing heads, man, just crushing heads. Um, but yeah, what do you think about this opening package for 2009? Yeah, man, it was, it, you know, we talked about how we loved the 97 old school package. I love the way 2009 was doing it. You, I'm just, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm in it for the nostalgia, man. It's always going to be better how it used to be. And uh, it it was, it was so for 2009. Um, I, I, I just miss how things were and things have changed so much. And I just think it was, things were better back then, man. See, I, that's what I was saying. I actually felt like they haven't changed to 2009. I think 2009 was like the beginning really? of the new era and it all looks the same to me now. That's what I was, that's, I was actually impressed by it so. because I was like, I think, dude, I think the opening packages are always great. It's the, ang- the packages mm-hmm. that they put together for the angles are always fantastic. Even today. It's just the today? angles are shit. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I don't I feel they, like they think, do that many great packages. I don't feel like they do that many. That's because they spend a lot of time on pre-shows too. And stuff. Like now yeah. they have pre-shows. It's very different. Like that is the package almost, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and they're, they're bringing Pyro back and stuff now, but Thank God. yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, too little, too late. Who knows? No, never. It's never. Know, they need like to go back to gimmicks like Duke the Dumpster and Dunk the Clown and stuff like that is what I think. But anyway, yeah. what's uh? What did you think about that? Uh, it's the first match is the ladder match for the ECW Championship. Christian um, versus uh, Shelton Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin. Well, man, I actually have a lot of notes on this show. So mm-hmm. if, uh, if 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 you got a pretty good take on this one, um, maybe you should jump jump into it. Man, I uh, want to. I, I know you have notes, but I just for my sake, I want to hear what you have to say. Okay, cool. Well, so the match started off pretty hot. Um, and I actually thought it might be match of the night. Uh, and then we had that weird interaction with the doctor uh, with the, with the cut or something. You know, it was like this awkward moment like down on the floor where I guess Christian had got like a, a, a cut. And obviously they're doing a no blood thing here at this point. Or uh, maybe they weren't. Actually, I feel like there was still Is that what like, happened? Yeah. I mean, there was some kind of like thing that ha- I mean, it's obviously right, a right. moment down on the floor um, with there the doctor. Something. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it just hurts. It always takes away from, like, the suspension of disbelief, for sure, you know? Like, it's really hard to invest uh, once, like, you get jarred like that, like, with, like, a real-life thing. Um, like, guys, this is, I know this is all pretend, but we have to... Yeah, yeah, it, t- it totally takes you out of the 
Sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other th- other than that hiccup, though, the rest of the remainder of the match was was awesome. Uh, I mean, they had. I mean, it was it was a it was a really damn good match. It was two great workers, fantastic effort by both guys. Uh, the spots were great. Uh, you know, people say what they want about Shelton Benjamin, and maybe he's not like a a gem on the mic, but that dude could just go in the ring, and it, especially around this time, the gold standard. Um, you know, this is like this is kind of a highlight of WWECW. You know what I mean? Like this match, even though it wasn't even technically on an ECW show, was really, really good. Uh, I gave it three stars, so solid C plus to a B. Um, what did you What did you think about this one? Yeah, man. So, you know, this is the opening match, and this is one of the best opening matches you could ask for, man. Sure. They did a, a very, very good pace with uh, some pretty exciting jaw-dropping spots, I will say. I mean, Shelton Benjamin is incredible, and Christian was incredible. Um, You you know, they they really had the crowd going. Like I said, this is the opening match. They went about 20 minutes, I believe. I don't know if you have the time on it, but they went a a good while. They went a good while, man. Um, And it was Christian uh, who reached the top of the ladder and uh, retained the championship. So Christian takes away the championship man um i thought it was fantastic I, th- I thought it was it was uh like you said at the b- beginning of the show this was one of the better matches of the night um i uh thoroughly enjoyed it i really enjoyed this match yeah man i mean it's always good when you can start off uh with, with i mean first of all just shelton benjamin versus christian is always good uh and i can tell you right now that that just leaning between if we had to pick between these two matches uh for an opening uh, match on a pay-per-view. I'm I'm gonna go Hands with Shelton. Hands down, you would have to go. Uh, anytime. And the time, let's see what what was the time on that match. Let me pull that up real quick. You know um, what? But while you pull that up, um, I'm just gonna say this, and I'm gonna be very controversial because I already know it. It was 18 minutes and five seconds. It so, was. It was uh, 18 minutes. That was a fantastic was, guess. 18 minutes and five seconds. Wow. I was, yeah, I mean, I that, said that's a solid 20. ass opener, though. You know what I mean? I said 20. Did you? Sorry, I did, you see, you confused. I thought you had. Uh, I, I don't know. Never mind. Uh, whatever. Let's keep going. Let's. Right, you right, know what? Let's back over to 1997. Just, where you feel comfortable. Just where you feel like a. No, comfortable I feel comfortable on both. Patient. I just you got me nervous. You like I got all these all these notes. I I didn't I didn't want to mess up. I didn't want to mess up. Well, it was obvious that Vince was nervous here when he had to announce uh, that Pillman had passed. It was super and I hard touched, to watch, too. I touched on this earlier. It was very weird. It felt strange. It felt eerie. Uh, it's kind of a bummer not to see Vince Dude Love versus Brian Pillman, for sure. So we and got Vince is match. not the right guy to do that. Kind no, of he's not. It definitely Let JR been, you know. do it. Yeah, yes. let JR yes. do it. JR would have had us crying. Vince had us like... What is happening here? Yeah. Cringing. Cringing yeah. a little bit. Cringe, cringe, cringeworthy for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's Tarantula and Mosaic versus Max Mini and Nova in uh, match number two here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm, you're going to have to lead on this one, buddy. Oh, you're going to have to take the lead on this so, one. So yeah, dude, we have, we have Max Mini and Nova versus, uh, what was it? Tarantula and uh, Mos- Mosaic. Mosaic, yeah. Um, dude, as a kid, I love Max Mini. I saw Max Mini live at the Municipal Auditorium. Stole the show for me. Other than seeing Shawn Michaels and Owen Hart in the main event, and Yokozuna versus Bret Hart, I'm 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 there for Max Mini, dude. I walked away being Max. And I should tell you how bad pro wrestling was in the new generation time. Oh no, dude. The colorful outfits—they just for a kid, 
for a kid, those co- dude, one guy had the yellow and the blue. Oh yeah, so because in 1995 you were like what? I was ah, six. You're like yeah, six. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, of course. So this is 1997. I'm eight. I'm still there, dude. If you have, a, if you are on in a head to toe lucha libre suit that's blue and yellow, you look like a Power Ranger. I'm in, dude. I'm hook, line, and sinker. And you're little. You look cute. <laughs> and like you're I can little. Pick you up. I'm gonna take you home. Like I love it. I was in. This was right up my oh. alley, dude. I was very entertained, very bad. I mean, oh, uh, the match was awful. Dude, Jesus but Christ. Entertainment-wise, it was funny, not because of them, because of King. Jerry the King Lawler was very funny with what he was saying. They were trying and putting some good effort, and were doing, you know, the little people type of wrestling. Which I'm sorry, to us, uh, to to, to reg- I don't know how to say it without. I don't wanna. To, to people, it looks funny. It looks fun and entertainment. It was it was fun. It was fun. I actually gave it a higher rating than the first match. I gave it a C minus because of oh, Jared, no. the, oh, no. Jared the King Lawler's commentary oh, no. for me. Jared the King Lawler's commentary. The ma- it's not like the match went on and on and on. Yeah. And it's not like they they didn't they didn't do a terrible job. And and I love Max Mini. So Max Mini gives it a C minus all the way. What you got? Um, well, it was just nothing but clunk and like botches. Uh, oh, God. Uh, the on. spot with Max Minnie on the announcer's table was funny. Well, you, Other than that, it was just You filler. don't watch it like it's Sean Brett. Uh, no, you don't. But you still got to watch the TV and you still got to watch them do something. And what they were doing was just ridiculous. Uh, I just didn't. Uh, I don't know. I was not a fan of this at all. I absolutely hated it. I gave it one star. So like I gave them a D just because I was like, well, they got thrown on a pay-per-view last minute. It's not their fault. You know, like it is what it is. Uh, just it's kind of ridiculous too that in 1997, um, with all the connections that you have throughout, you know, everywhere, you could have easily flown in some guys from ECW or whatever uh, and put them on the show, and it would have been you could have easily thrown in like Sabu and like Tommy Dreamer. They would have flown in, in the morning of and been on this show, and like if you needed something to, to fill the show, and people would have it would have been great. Um, What's yeah, more, not. what is more Vince McMahon than this? Oh no, I agree. Okay. I Max agree. Any poor choice, regardless Max of whether it's Vince McMahon or not. It's a poor choice. It's hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It wasn't for me at all. Um, but this next match, uh, 2009, the second match on the card. This match was for me for sure. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, man. Uh, we had Drew McIntyre, the chosen one, versus John Morrison for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. Um, man, at this point, Morrison, uh, is probably the best he's ever been in a WWE ring. Cause this is like almost before he, like right before he left. Um, and he is coming back now. I know it's very topical. Uh, and it's cool to see these guys here 10 years ago, especially considering how big Drew is now. Um, and how, you know, how different John really isn't. He's pretty much the exact right. same human being as he was 10 years ago. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, this match was a lot stiffer than I expected it to be. I expected more finesse from Morrison, and these dudes were like, these were stiff shots, man. I mean, they were laying everything in. Uh, McIntyre was really laying it in here early, um, and John like threw it right back, and this was probably the most aggressive I had ever seen John Morrison in the WWE. I really enjoyed this match, man. Um, if you get a chance, go back and watch this one. This is probably not going to be our pick of the week, but um, it's a it's a backup for sure. Uh, man, 
yeah, I, it was a lot more scrappy than I expected. Even the rest holds like felt aggressive. Like Drew like really leaned on him. Like when he had him like in a rear naked choke, instead of like just sitting on one knee and like having him in, mm-hmm. he was like on his toes, almost like he was doing a push up, like holding, you know, holding the sleeper, really like making it look like, um, you know, he's being trying to throw a submission, even though it's a basic rest hold. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it, man. It was a great match. Uh, you know, Drew hits the hits that future shock DDT that I absolutely love. Um, and he had like the cheap, he used like a cheap eye poke to set it up, which I, you know, I just think is perfect for a heel cheap, little things like that to me is really what makes a heel. Great. Uh, yeah. Three and a half stars for me. Solid B plus. I actually gave his half a star more than the opening match. Um, so, so far 2009 is just lighting it up for me. What did you think about Drew McIntyre versus John Morrison? Yeah, man, it's definitely got, a better star rating, a better grade than yeah. Max Mini. Even though I do love Max Mini, it sure. definitely has got it. You know, this is really one of the breakout performances of uh, Drew McIntyre. It sucks that Drew uh, didn't last long too much after this, but you know, it, it all the it's the journey, and now he's back and he's better than ever. And then, well, he lasted like five years. I think he left in like 2015 or something yeah. like that. So, well, yeah, five years isn't that long. He didn't get to stay and become the guy that everybody no, thought he was. Right. No, yeah, he, yeah. he definitely became, didn't live up potential. He, he, he never, ended his career in like the three man band. So, yeah, yeah, you know, he got uh, weighed down by uh, personal issues, and and he had the stigma of, uh, you know, I think Brett had and Sean both kind of backed him, which is funny, and said that they thought he was like the next big guy. Then everybody knew Vince thought he was. anyway. So what I mean by that is he, expectations he, he didn't, and he didn't after this, he didn't go much longer. Yeah. About five years, but then it didn't work out. Um, but this was the breakout performance of his career at that point. This is his first ever, this is his first ever title. He wins the, uh, intercontinental title. Um, and I thought he did a great job, man. He really proved himself. He really took charge. He kind of, uh, you know, Pumbled Morrison around the ring for a little bit. Um, yeah. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, he, he did a great job laying in the heat for sure. I loved uh, it, man. Yeah, the match was really good. So, what was your overall grade on it? Man, I'm not got a C plus, C C plus okay. area on it. Um, it wasn't um an A or anything, but it was great. It was good. It was it was a little bit better than Max Mini. A little yeah, bit better. Yeah, than I Max gave it a solid B plus. So for me, I really enjoyed that match. That's my like yeah. uh, honorable mention. This is not my pick of the week, but that is my yeah. honorable mention. I mean, I, you get a chance. Uh, go hey, match. Hey, go watch match C number plus two. is good. C plus is good. Come on. B plus is better. Uh, but yeah, let's it's jump over better. to uh, let's jump back over to 1997. And I can tell you right now, we're not getting anywhere close to even a damn C plus with this one. Maybe, uh, maybe all, not. Who knows? Before in the back, it was uh, the OG Stone Cold T-shirt commercial, which it was funny to hear it. And like, I don't ever remember seeing like commercials for like stuff on pay-per-views, especially. Uh, but we saw one here. It's pretty funny. WCW. Like, I don't know why, but. Yeah, it did. Yeah, WCW did stuff like that all the time. You're absolutely right. Actually, dude. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, that's yeah. Wow, I didn't even think about that until you said it. But that's totally right. Um. Yeah, anyway, the next match uh, here is the Godwins versus the Headbangers for the oh, WWF yeah. Tag Team Championships. Oh, yeah. And all, Okay, so this is this is my spiel on this one. I'm just going to go ahead and give us a tackle Dude. here. Um, I actually felt like the match wasn't bad, but the production was kind of off the whole time. It felt like the cameras just were never where they should have been, and they kept having to do, like, replays 
that weren't even like big spots just because the production team totally missed the action, like it totally missed a bump or whatever. Like, and they, so they ended up having to show replays like it was some big move and it would just be like a regular vertical suplex or something. You know, it was like, what? Mm-hmm. and they did like two or three times. And I was like, come on, guys, like get get your stuff together. So it felt like really clunky. But when they did kind of when the production finally figured out where they were, um, it, it, it still didn't really pan out. Then it's like it just got long. It got boring. Uh, it was better than the minis for sure, uh, but the Godwins got the wins, the win too. And honestly, I never liked either one of these tag teams to begin with. I don't like either Jesus one of the Christ. the cheesy gimmicks from either either side. I mean, that's I didn't like either one of these tag teams. So um, for me, I gave it one and a half stars. It was a little bit better than the minis, but not much. Uh, I'd say that's a, probably a D, maybe a D plus. Uh, what did you no, think about? No, you're you you um. The reason I'm complaining is because you're stealing my freaking notes. My, oh, my oh, first note is I never liked either one of these tag teams. It's my first note. So I'm sitting here getting worked up because <laughs> I got nothing to say at this point. I never liked either one of these tag teams. Jesus. Uh, there was a, uh, there I, was a, did you see the you terrible rewind this podcast and listen to that true disdain when he said that over what Jesus I said? He was genuinely Christ. upset that I, I took. I wanted to say that. I wanted to say that, Daniel. Okay. No, okay. that's how you know we don't go over this. So, um, and then there was a, you, but one, a couple of things you didn't touch on. There was a f- terrible. T- so, yeah, maybe there was some bad camera angles, like you said, but the, uh, a terrible Frankensteiner try off the apron. Did you see that? Where a headbanger tried to get the Godwin. Yeah. And he literally just like slapped his legs on dude's shoulders, fell on his own head, and then dude flipped. It was like timing was like not even involved. They oh, were just no, like, awful. let's just quit the timing part and we're just going to go at it. And it was so bad. And then right after that, they tried to do some double team. And I know they do this. So they do this uh, and people might know the headbangers people. I know some people like the headbangers. So forgive me if I don't know the name of the move, but the headbangers do some double team move and they kind of flip their opponent. Well, they did it to Henry O and Henry O pretty much almost fell on his head. Yeah. So it was like back-to-back mess-ups where people are falling on their head. Boom, bada-bing, bada-boom. Yeah. Godwin's win. The match sucked. Then the whole aftermath sucked. I actually gave it an F. Oh, wow. I did not like it. I, I was totally against it. And, hey, I know I start off saying, hey, I don't like – and when I write that note, I, did, I never liked both of these teams. I'm – I'm more excited to end up telling you guys, hey, my first note was I never liked these teams. Now, looking at it 20 years later or however many years later, this was actually good. I don't mind saying that, but that had nothing to do with it. I watched this match totally you know, open-minded, unbiased. Yeah, yeah. unbiased. I'm just saying for everybody to know, like, hey, this is funny. This is two teams I never liked. I'm pretty sure there's been times where I've said that, and I said the match was good. That had nothing to do with it. I know people like the headbangers, but there was nothing good about the the headbangers in, in 1997 at uh, Bad Blood. I'll tell you that much. They were, and, and maybe it was their opponents. I, the Godwins really sucked all around. I mean, no, I agree. Henry O was never that good, but uh, anyway, I gave her an F. What is what, what's? Oh, I think we're. I think we get the women over on the TLC yeah, side. Yeah, so it's uh, it's Vince and Drew in the back. And Drew kind of cuts a promo on winning, and Sheamus kind of have a stare down him and you know two two young kids on the block. Uh, yeah. Actually, I thought the interaction was pretty good. Uh, looking back in hindsight, I never really appreciated Sheamus, but this is one of those instances, kind of like you were talking about. I never really was a fan of Sheamus. Um, yeah. 
but uh, this this show kind of changed that a little bit for me. Um, anyway, so, so crazy that Seamus was around that long. Like, it I is wild. It is wild. I feel like that's not a thing, but it is. Yeah, it is totally a thing. Uh, and unfortunately, so with this next match, it was uh, Michelle McCool versus Piggy James. I mean, Mickey James. Hey, come on. Uh, for the WWE Women's Championship. Um, I okay. So my first notes are: Are we actually gonna go three for three? This one might be solid because I knew that both ladies could could work, right? Like, I mean, they've both had pretty good matches, have had I've really cool Mickey spots. Do some stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, see, and and this okay. So this this is how, this match to me. I, I want to break it down a little bit more psychologically. I honestly feel like the WWE was preventing women from having the kind of matches they could have. Agreed. Through the way they were booked, not only the angles, but like whoever agented this match should be ashamed of themselves because it's like I know for a fact that both of these women are capable of having great pro wrestling matches. And this match sucked because of how they were directed to work it. You know what I mean? Like that's a good take on it. That's it, actually it was, really, it was really strange. Really like. Good. It's like it's like you can clearly see that they're both capable of doing of and course. having great spots, but the spots and they felt forced too. Like it, these women have natural timing, and the spots felt forced. It wasn't good at all. Uh, let them actually wrestle, and it'll be great. Uh, you know, or if you're dead set on this kind of vibe, then you should just book the cheerlead the other cheerleaders that you had in a match like this. You know yeah. what I mean? Like if you want to do this kind of thing, then leave that to the Stacy Key. I'm fine. If you want to have that in women's wrestling, I'm fine with that. I don't care if you want to just have a. I mean, we have Gaga wrestlers for men too, so I mean, I can understand having both, having great female wrestlers and having just straight up gimmick girls. I get that too. Yeah. Um, but look at Seth Rollins. Book. No. Yeah, yeah, but you don't book Daniel Bryan and <laughs> Seth Rollins in a damn tuxedo match. You know what I mean? Like, you just don't do that. Like, no, I meant Seth that... Rollins was, our, was the Gaga guy. Oh, get out of town. <laughs> get out of here. I don't know. I don't even know really who the Gaga guy is. No, now. I don't know. But, hey, that, well, since, to, to your point, though, you know what kind of helps your point? Is that Mickey James has come back into the WWF, WWE, and yeah. Been put on look at bangers. what she's doing now. Yeah. She's able to step in now that the the – Tides have turned, and women's wrestling is a legit sport. Yeah, and we now, we watched when we watched that Evolution pay per view too. Uh, Michelle yeah. McCool like had some really cool spots. Yes. In her. Yeah. So that helps your point. Uh, you know, I've never really thought about that point of women's wrestling back then. Whenever it was kind of like a, a model a novelty cheerleader thing, yeah. thing, still it was like it was like Max Mini. It was it wasn't serious. It was Max Mini. It was women's wrestling. It was. You know, so yeah, to your point, it, it's kind of cool that a couple of those women have lasted long enough, like Mickey James, to come in now and show that she could have done it. Why couldn't she have done it? Lita no, totally. and a couple of them kind of showed us that they could do it. And it was definitely, to your point, that I've never really thought about before. It really does have to do with the uh, people telling them what to do, it has to do yeah. with. The agents, because they definitely were – they were t- these two women were talented enough to have an okay match, at least an okay match. But nobody was having an okay match back then. They were uh, – are you making fun of my nose or something? What uh, are you doing? I have something. Jeez. Um, this guy's doing things in the video that you guys can't see, and it's disrespectful to me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I don't know what this guy's doing. But yeah, to your point, that's a very good point. And uh, yeah, Mickey James coming back now, we could see that because she's definitely good enough. But was this match good? No, Daniel. 
I have some congestion going on, and I was trying to like move, maneuver, move my nose around, so I'm not like having to listen on I you know like my, while we're recording. I'm I'm trying to be respectful for our listeners, okay? I was trying I to like move a... my nose around so I could actually get some airflow going. I was trying to physically manipulate my face to help the listeners so they wouldn't have to hear me hacking over here, okay? It's Nobody winter, hears man. In Tennessee, it's humid. Yeah, I see, see I don't... you staring at me in my big nose. If anybody sees me, I have a big nose, and he's pushing his nose down to say, hey, make your nose smaller as he stares <laughs> at me. And I feel like, hey. He's That's not nose. the case at all. That is not the case I don't at all. respect that. So the self-conscious KG Cash. Oh, what? no. I know the truth. What is it? What is your overall grade here? I don't know. F, B, C, D, D. You want to give it a D? D yeah, D. I, I gave it. That's what I gave it as a D minus. I gave it a D minus. One star, D minus for me. Um, maybe to a D at best, just because you could see that they had ability. Um, it was just they were just limited by the booking, man. As sad oh, as it was, though. But here. even if you know, if we're comparing, you know, apples to oranges here. Uh, you know, it's pretty much a draw in my book as far as the quality of the match. Uh, but you know what we got here, man? A package in 1997. There's a package for Stone Cold. Oh, we're not to that yet. Sorry. No, we're not. We're not there yet. We'll 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 get there. Uh, we'll get there. There's a package for Stone Cold. Um, it definitely still hurt here from the Owen Hart pile driver. Uh, it was a cool package. And man, dude, like now that I look back and I can see this uh, as you know an older guy uh, that's been that's tried to at least be in the pro wrestling business and is a super huge mark and has like a podcast and stuff and analyzes this stuff on a weekly basis. You do? I, can, I do. Yeah, you can totally see how, dude, they did, it was genius booking for them to keep Stone Cold hot. Like, without, he didn't oh, wrestle yeah. like almost a year. Did you realize that? Like, I was like, oh yeah. I felt like I saw him every Monday, but he was never wrestling. Oh, um, I didn't notice that at the time, but yeah, I, yeah. But now it's yeah, like, yeah. wow, man, it's kind now of it's genius. Like, it's so well, like, how else, dude? I there, no one else has ever been injured for that long and booked that well. You know ever. what's funny? WWE could have almost the same type of ratings they had back then, is if, uh, if only Stone Cold oh. and The Rock would just come out and talk shit for like. 30 minutes every week, everybody would tune in. And 100%. it's almost like they don't 100%. realize that. If just, Stone Cold and The Rock just have mics against each other one more time, it would be they should just 10, have 10 million set. viewers would tune in. It, Dude, it, they'd break records. Oh, man. Or just have Stone Cold come out and drink beer and talk shit for a little while. I mean, I'm telling they need, you. They need to have The Rock on one of those like hour and a half, half long, like broken skull sessions or whatever, oh. where it's just like him sitting down and like. The one with Undertaker is great, guys. If you haven't seen it on the network, it's a it's really long, so I can understand yeah. people not wanting to sit through it. Ooh, but I it's like long stuff. For, for marks like me, yeah, dude, put it on like a podcast in your car, like just have it like in your phone. Don't you don't even have to watch it because it's just it's just audio essentially. But it's great. I mean, hearing a deep dive with Undertaker not in character is like so Hello. rare. Yeah, so it's it's really cool. I'm big plug here. Go get the network. You know, thanks, Uncle Paul. Send me a check in the mail. But hey. yeah. Um, hey. So all this is really cool. The Owen Hart cutting a promo in the back, saying Pat like was very good, pretty solid, like as always from pretty much both those guys. Now we get to this really awkward introduction of legends uh, in St. Louis. Your Each one, dude, it was so Sorry. weird. Okay, so this is like I feel like this would be great for like a house show or like I don't, I just I can't believe that they spent this much time on a pay per view with this. I um, guarantee you know what happened, Jim Ross. And, and uh, Jim Cornette broke down Vince McMahon so much. They broke him down, and they broke him down, and they broke him down. till finally, 
He brought freaking Terry Funk out and gave him a freaking award. That's what they did. They just broke him down to finally he would acknowledge. Well, you got to like, give the Funker they an were, award. But they were never. Like, damn up, until legend, this, up until this point, these people didn't exist. Terry Funk did not exist a year earlier in Vince McMahon's mouth. Damn. He was, you got to give him a damn award. You're in St. Yeah. Louis. You got to give him a plaque. You, you got to give him gotta get a damn video package too with a hamburger with double cheese um so it's just funny that you know that's what happened that these guys jim ross definitely spear pointed he was the main one you know corny corny was on it and then probably you know brother i love you he was on there brother love but it's just so funny that a year earlier, Terry Funk, all these guys, they weren't even mentioning these people. These people didn't even exist. They they never mentioned anybody. And then now they want to give awards to like NWA people, and things just change. So it's just so weird. It's just I so think it's weird. because of it's because at this time they're getting beat by WCW. They're, they exactly. Land any kind of roots that, that exactly. They can. They're trying um, to move. For, you could see it because it's the genesis of D-Generation X. You could see Austin coming up, people being more of themselves, Brett being more of himself, everybody trying to – everybody's turning into just – Shawn Michaels isn't really the heartbreak kid anymore. He's just Shawn Michaels. Hunter Hearst Helmsley isn't uh, bowing to people. He's more yeah, Triple, he's Triple H. H. Yeah, he's Triple H. And then yeah. now – and then that makes Vince – he's now able to – say the words Terry Funk on World Wrestling Federation television. It's just very interesting to see that, and you see that in this pay-per-view. Uh, that's how I watched I watched it and just— And I did uh, actually enjoy the mini video packages for the Legends. because I, yeah, I mean, they obviously did a great I job. Like, you know, yeah, they did a great job, and I, obviously I haven't seen that many uh, Luthez matches in my life. Um, but, what? yeah, this was—yeah, I know, yeah, I haven't. I awesome. actually do, like— Lately, I've I've I really felt the desire to go back and like watch old wrestling and see like I've, how much it's different. You know what I mean? I I have a I know a lot of people don't have DVDs anymore, but I have a DVD made by A A and E the channel A and E. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's called the and Golden this Age of Wrestling everybody. or something like that. I feel like you know I've seen that. It's called the Untrue Story, the Untrue Story Professional or something like that. And it goes all the way from like Egyptian times. But it's like Gorgeous George, but like real heavy. Dude, and they have, they, yeah, there is a lot of Gorgeous George, but they, and this is when WCW, ECW, and WWF were all still in business. business, And they all give access to their companies to a So they all give access and they go back and they talk a lot about Luthez, Vern Gagne, Gorgeous George, and that really like opened my mind to the the history. And they even go back to like huh. I said, Egyptian times and how it well, started. We'll get the details on that one and for your, yeah. for all the listeners, and we'll I'll put that in the show notes because I want to see that too. So it's, it's like good. Amazon it's, selling it or something. Whenever you whenever you fig- find out what the actual real name of it is, and I'll put it in the show notes. So people I, can will. Go. I, I will. I want to go back and watch that the, too. The and the last thing I want to say about it, which is really cool, they talk about how it turned from a legit sport. They spend probably thirty minutes to an hour talking about how it went from MMA type, not real it wasn't called MMA, obviously, but an MMA type legit yeah. sport. To turn, show. And then how it turned into get a work so people can they kind of started talking like, Hey, maybe if we kinda it's more entertaining. Yeah, ease up on each other. We can all make more money further down the road. And then yeah. how it turns into brother, yeah. shake my hand, brother. And it yeah. turns it. It's it's a really it's one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. I watch it like once a year just to kind of fill my roots. 
And yeah, it's yeah, so, yeah. I want to see I'll that. Put, I we'll see put that. that in the notes. We'll put that in the notes. We'll, Definitely. We'll but anyway, I digress. Where were we? Where, where are we right well, now? We were talking about the legends and the documentary. Oh. And you know what? Here's here's two legends here, man. Uh, and the match wasn't as bad as I thought it might be. But uh, match number four is Farouk versus Owen Hart. Um, Austin kind of comes out and the roof blows off the place too. And honestly, Austin is like really the main focus of this entire production and the match. The match itself is pretty much split screen the whole time. So it's like kind of like I didn't even really pay attention to the work rate because you can honestly tell the guys are looking outside the ring the whole time too. It's almost like the agent was just like, oh, we're really going to make, you know, Austin the main focus of this. So you guys just go out there and give and take and just kind of keep it even the whole five, ten minutes or whatever it was. Um, But yeah, man, uh, Austin ends up whacking Farouk with the belt and Owen gets the win. He's the new IC champion. Uh, I, I could understand the logic b- uh, behind it, but it felt really weird. Uh, it just, um, it wasn't really bad. It just wasn't your normal kind of template, you know what I mean, for a match. So it, it's hard to rate the match. So like the, because obviously, all right. So like, it's hard for me to to give an overall rating for this match like we normally do because this is really all just an angle. Like there's a match that took place. Um, but the angle is obviously still here, Austin and Owen, you know what I'm saying? And Farouk yeah. just kind of ends up being a part of this intercontinental championship tournament. And, you know, one thing leads to another, uh, you know, obviously Steve's hurt. So they have this tournament. Owen wins. He, he wants Owen to get it. Cause he knows when he comes back, he's going to get a rematch. And of course he wants to, it all makes sense. Storyline wise. I get all of that. It's just that it's hard for me in this format, in this podcast format to rate it. So like, I had to break it down like this. For the match, I gave it a D plus because you could tell that the guys weren't trying to have a wrestling what? match. They were just trying to fill some time. Uh, but for the overall angle, I really liked it. I gave it a C plus to a B minus. I thought they did a really good job telling the story with Austin. Um, it's just if you're going to have a tournament for the IC title and then the finals really isn't even a match, it's just, you know, I can imagine if I was there live, I would have felt like what is going on? Why is this match so weird? And you know what I'm saying? Like, Cause it's like Austin's just talking to all the commentary teams and like, he's just taking up TV time. So like watching it on TV, I totally understand what's happening. makes perfect sense. And I really enjoyed it. Solid B minus for me. But if I'm just there watching the match, if it's just Farouk versus Owen Hart, the match kind of sucked. What did you think about it? Man, I actually liked it, dude. I, I liked the outcome no, I liked it too. and after all that, but yeah. So, you know, Austin comes out, comes on commentary. Austin kills it being, He's kind of silly out there. Yeah. Owen showing the shirt, you know, uh, I think it was the I just broke your neck 316 shirt. Um, just which a lot of the guys. He was lot, legit hot about. It was just funny to me because Owen's awesome. Um, and what a what such a dirty, dirty rib to make. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's so good. Um a lot of Gaga at the beginning, like I said. But Owen was so good and fast, but no disrespect to Farouk, because we all know Farouk, Farouk, Farouk is on fire. But Farouk was not on fire tonight. He was just not on the same. I mean, and you know what? Not a lot of people are on the same level as uh, Owen, but you could just tell in this match, Owen was having to, to really slow down for Farouk because Owen is just on such a higher level. Uh, than a lot of people in the, in the sport oh, yeah. of professional wrestling. Absolutely. Owen's at the, is the top notch. There's not many people better than Owen, if if any. And he really showed it. Um, and Owen keeps looking at Austin. You know, he's grabbing the legs of Farouk, looking over at Austin. So I gave this a much higher grade because I like the story that the match was telling. 
um, that was it, it was telling a story that was to be prolonged in the in the storyline, and Owen really fed into that with looking over to Austin and little mannerisms that he did. Um, I thought they did a good pace. They went back and forth. That's after they kind of figured out how to work together. I feel like at the beginning, like I said, Owen was really crisp and fast and going, and he kind of had to slow down a little bit. And then they went, you know, it, it got going, and then they had a good back and forth. Um, but it, it, even though Owen had to slow down, the pace kept going. I mean, it was a, it was a faster pace match, uh, and what I mean by that, it was a back and forth. And I really liked that. It wasn't just one man laying on top of somebody, holding the headlock. They kind of kept it going. Anvil comes out. Anvil interferes, distracts the ref. And then Austin hits Farouk, which is Vince McMahon cannot wrap his head around. He can, he's oh, so, yeah. it's, and the funny thing is, it's like, Vince, are you, are you that stupid? Like, my daughter watching this can figure that out. Like, of you're, course, he he's it. that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know, but I love how dumb he acts. I don't oh, understand yeah. it. I don't understand. Why? Why would Austin hit Farouk? Like, but I love the story. But the cool thing about it is, even though it is very simple, but it, it is a, a twist. It's like Austin yeah. is mad. I'm going to make sure I'm going to fight but you. But he's going to make sure, yeah. and it's really cool. But it is kind of funny that Vince is like, I don't get it. I don't – what is going on? Why would he do that? Um, but – I, I do like that story aspect. And because of that, because of the story and Austin hitting him and then Owen and everything, I gave it a B plus. So I'm against you on this one, my friend. Totally opposite. I'm B plus. No, no. I said uh, you overall. Said F. said F. You're so crazy. I said, uh, that's what I said. I said overall B minus. No. That's what I said. Yes, I did. I said it was a D plus for the actual in-ring match. That's what I, I said. Care. But I said I overall care. for the angle, it was a B minus. You just don't listen, KG Cass. No, I'm not We've been doing this show for a year, and you just don't listen to me. I don't listen to anything. When I'm will not you even learn listening. That I know right it all. I, I know it all. I forgot that you know it all. So tell me what you know about the next match, which is John Cena and Sheamus. What do you got? What do you Man, know? I felt like it was a pretty nice package uh, that they put together here. And again, I like we talked about it earlier, but I gotta say, like, I don't feel like much has changed in the production team since 2009. Uh, that's honestly one of the biggest things I noticed. Um, it was it, part of this package. You saw Mark Cuban go through a table. That dude is richer than Vince. Like, oh, yeah. why? Why are you taking bumps through a table in 2009? Like, you're a crazy man. That's insane. That's awesome. Um, sure, of course. That's great. I, lo- I love Mark Cuban. He's a sweetheart. Um, but yeah. The next match here is Sheamus versus John Cena, World Heavyweight Championship. For it's a tables match. Okay, so here's the thing. I really liked the Sheamus interview, and I was like, man, this is gonna like I haven't given given him his due. And I recently watched those Cesaro um, Sheamus matches because uh, I heard it, you know, Sheamus say in a podcast, he was like, you know, a lot of people act like, you know, I haven't had been having great matches, but if you go back and watch the matches that we had before we were at the bar. Those were some great matches from both me and Sheamus. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I got like 10 minutes. I'll go watch one of these matches. I think it was like Night of Champions 2018. or Yeah, 2018. Uh, and they had like a two out of three falls in a pre-show match. And it was phenomenal. Like really good match. Yeah, so I really wanted to like this match. All that being said, I really wanted to get on the Sheamus train because I hear about how much of a nice guy he is. Uh, and I really wanted to talk about how Cena gets a bad rap and how, you know, Sheamus deserves more respect. And all of that really is true. But this match is a terrible example of that. <laughs> uh, they tried to build drama 
Uh, but Sheamus was just greener than goose shit at this point. Like, he was just so green. And Cena was still kind of finding his legs as a main event babyface because he had, like, kind of gotten over as, like, the, you know, the the word life, you know, thuggy yeah, rapper yeah, yeah. John Cena. So, like, he's really just now turning into, like, the Marine super babyface John Cena. And it just... He wasn't there yet. He was nowhere near like the open challenge John Cena of 2015. Like those matches he was oh, having God, on Raw was, like every week were yeah. phenomenal. Like that's the best thing he's ever done in his career. The great, yep. it was fantastic. I mean, great stuff. Those Raws were just unbelievably good. Um, and dude, the match was passable and the crowd was hot, but it was just hard for me to stay connected because they worked that so slow, big power, overly theatrical WWE style that probably translated really well because they're both big guys live, but it didn't translate well to me at home. Um, and yeah, I, I just and the finish was really bad. I mean, you know, John Cena goes for a superplex, and Sheamus just pushes him off the turnbuckle through a table, and that's the win. And yeah. it's like a counter. A counter is the finish. Like, I yeah. get the idea behind that. It's like, well, it's a tables match and anything can happen. And this is a, you know, it's a big match feel. So it really shows that. And it's like, yeah, but why? Like, we know that, you know what I mean? We know what the point is. Like, really? That's just, I don't know. So champion for the first time on a really bum finish and a really awkward gimmick match. I gave the match two stars. So, you know, it was a, a D plus to a C minus. Um, it wasn't the drizzling shits, but it it was definitely nothing to watch again. What did you think about Sheamus versus John Cena? Yeah, I'm right there with it being I was right there at a C to a C minus. I mean, two big guys like this, it's really not my thing, man. They're not doing anything special. It's more that power WWE style, those big men style. And yeah, good point. I'm sure it I'm sure it looked great live, but it's just it wasn't my thing. They didn't do anything to really capture me, and you know, pacing was was nice, and and uh, they weren't terrible, but it was just the, these two big steroided up men, in my opinion, and they weren't really uh, anything I would want to watch again, like you said. So really, not to harp on the same points, you know, I'm right there, kind of at a C minus on this one. Yeah, same, same. All right, man. Let's jump back over to 1997. Man, where are we at here? Oh yeah, yeah. okay. So, here, so there's Tell a little me recap. What you think about this? Uh, okay, yeah. well, go, no, no, go on. You go on, Daniel. You okay, know yeah. There's a little it. recap here. You know everything. Yeah, I'm the know-it-all. I take the meticulous, ridiculous notes. I don't really know why I do this, but I do. Uh, yeah, there's a little recap of the Hart Foundation against uh, the Patriot Invader. I don't remember this like tag flag match at all. Uh, I've seen Nobody this pay-per-view like a bajillion times, and I every time I'm like, wait, this match is on here? Uh, but yeah, apparently it was. Um, yeah, uh, it, it just this this whole package was just really bad. Uh, the pairing of, of Vader and the Patriot, I feel like, was just a last-minute thing so you could get the Heart Foundation on the show because the Heart Foundation was a hot angle at the time. But you know, Sean's kind of preoccupied with somebody else, and that was definitely the and so was the Nation of Domination. So. Uh, what else are you going to do? This is the problem when you have too many factions. Uh, this is the kind of thing that happens. Yep. Uh, and speaking of too many factions, match number five here is Los Bariquas versus DOA. I do remember this angle, unfortunately. Um, 
I'm going to be completely honest with you, man. Like, I remembered this angle, and I remember this match being just boring and a long multi-man tag match. So I just fast-forwarded through it because I've seen this pay-per-view a thousand times. I don't recommend it to anybody. I did, like, stop periodically, uh, but it's your basic boring multi-man tag match. Uh, it doesn't really end or begin a storyline. It just kind of keeps a stale thing going. Uh, there's, It's like... It's like the it's like the angle that just won't end. It was just it just keeps on going. It just keeps on going. It's like those times when you like you have a rough night of drinking, you're on the toilet, you poop, it's rough, and then you you get some toilet paper and you wipe. And you wipe. Oh. And you wipe. I've been going through that the wipe. last couple of days. It's just like wipe. Having to wipe. And there's just still poop, still poop, still poop. Yeah. Wiping it's and annoying. there's just you wipe like 36 times. It's like I'm wiping a marker. Yeah, yeah, it's like a sharpie. I don't, I don't really understand what's happening. Um, yeah, that's pretty much like watching Los Pericos versus DOA. What did you think about it? Um, so uh, the uh, Disciples of Apocalypse won. Yeah, and that's about my notes. That's about it. Yeah, I do know that. I do know that the the, the that DOA won. Yeah, in '97, the the all white the all white biker club beat up the uh, Puerto Ricans and then thought they should get the win on a pay per view. So that's good booking. Yeah, yeah, not really, really, but yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about some more good booking, man. Let's keep going. Let's let's get into the uh, not so future machine because I guess it's still the past for us, but future for them in a weird Back to the Future kind of way. And the next match on the card here. Uh, well, there's another great package for Batista and Taker. Uh, Batista looks straight up like he hasn't really changed at all since 2009, in my opinion. Um, it's a chairs match. Uh, it isn't this really just a DQ match though? Because if it's truly a chairs wow. match, like I was thinking this, like chairs matches to me, I feel like this is the way to make them unique. Like you have to, you can only use the chair. Like if you use something else, it's it, you can still get a DQ. Like that way you can still have like rope that. break. Like, it's all still very like any any a low blow even could get you a submit like could get you like a, a DQ. You see what I'm saying? I think that mm-hmm. if you did stuff like that, that would make it way more fun for the wrestlers too, and how they like put their matches together. You know what I mean? Because then you could tease things, um, or even still get away with cheating, even in a, a quote unquote hardcore match. You know, which I always think is good when any heel can get away with cheating in any match. I think it's a good thing. And when you have matches like this, especially when it's on a tables or a ladder match where, like, the finish is, de- is defined by the gimmick, um, even a cage match where the finish is kind of defined by the gimmick, these matches are really just hard to pull off. And I feel like this is another instance where it just was kind of the same thing. Um, but I digress. Uh, the match started strong. Yeah, but, okay, yeah. Go on, go on. No, give, me no, no. give me your thoughts. Give, give no, it to me. No, I'm just ex- – I want you to go on because just something that happens later in the match is just – it's silly. It's silly with the oh, whole I agree. I agree. restart yeah. and all that. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I thought you were – yeah, yeah. It, it, dude, okay. So, like, for for example, if Taker, like, throws a shot with a trash can, DQ. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. it's not a chair. If it's a ring bell, DQ. Let's say it's a title belt, whatever. You, you guys yeah. get right going. Yes. Anyway, I digress. I just I, I just want people to understand how much of a genius I am. But, yeah, so the match no, started out very good. long. Uh <laughs> Uh, there were <laughs> there were a couple stutter steps throughout the match here and there, uh, not enough uh, not enough to throw off the rhythm, but enough for me to notice. Um, there was a rope break, which kind of brings me back to the same questioning of the rules, but again, genius, 
whatever. Uh, the idea of a chairs match just doesn't work for me, man. I'm just going to keep harping on this. Um, hey, I'm, what do you feel about chairs matches? I don't, I don't, What's your, uh, do you have any? Well, let's go back to the beginning. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Anyway, so uh, I've, I've never really been a big fan of Leviathan or Dave or Batista or, you know, Drac or whatever you want to call him. Get your thoughts on um, Almost a botch on the Batista kick out after the choke slam too. He almost didn't get his shoulder up. Um, Batista hits a chair shot on the dome and becomes the new world heavyweight champion. I did feel like finally it's like a shot to the head with a chair and that's the finish. You know what I'm saying? Like there's not multiples. It's just like, that's the finish. So he gets the win and then Teddy long comes out. Oh yeah. This is what I was chiming in about. So again, Let's just refresh here. Oh, yeah. This is good stuff, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Match. This is good stuff. <laughs> the heel cheated in a with, chair match. With a low blow. With a low blow. The match gets restarted. Hey, now. God bless you, Teddy Long. We're going to turn this into a tag team match. <laughs> no, thank God he didn't do that. I felt like he might. Hey, now. Uh, but the, yeah, then he restarts the match. Taker hits the tombstone right away for the win. Um, star, and, star and a half. Star and a half. So I gave it a D, a D plus, plus from me. Yeah, I'm right You're there at a D. D. I'm yeah, at a D. D. You can't do that. I hate that type of finish. Just yeah. BS all over. It, they could have had a five-star match. You're getting one a match. D. That's 50-50 booking in one match. That's insane. Yeah. This is terrible. 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 I agree, man. Let's jump back no over good. here. Let's just keep the whole thing going. Let's the go. next match on the card in 1997. Well, there's Bret Hart in the back cutting a great uh, 1997 heel promo on Vader and the Patriot. Even though the angle was poorly put together, the promos were great uh, until they got to Bulldog. And he's like, we're going to get him here tonight, and we're going to get him right here tonight. Like he said, like yes. the same thing like, twice. And after like a stutter step, and it no, was just doesn't. like, okay. I, I love Bulldog promos. Like they were trying so hard not to smirk. But yeah, yeah, that was pretty. So the next match here is Bret Hart and the British Bulldog versus the, the Patriots and Vader. Uh, and, and I just gotta see. You know, like, actually, you know what? You give me your thoughts on this one. I feel like I've been dominating this show, and I want you to give me some lead here. All right. So man, it, my first thought is it's so weird to see Vader as a baby face. Yeah. I mean, is that just not? Like, what is he yeah, doing out only there? Which I'm currently binge-watching because we no, are only on, I'm sorry. Well. I didn't hear you there. Only on what? Boy Meets World. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Seeing him on Boy Meets World, isn't that just... Oh, that's... Yeah, how are you binge-watching that? Is that on I've Disney Plus? All of it. Yeah. Every oh, episode. Dude, it's amazing. God. If you don't have Disney Plus, shame on you. Well, we just I'm not rich here. like you, dude. Just I wait till Christmas. That. Use a gift card. Use a gift card and just like pay, pay for the year because it's like sixty bucks for the year. Set maybe seventy bucks well, for the year. It may be it's cheaper right, than it's... doing like month by month. Well, back to this match. It uh, it's a flag match, and another thing that felt very WCW to me: flag matches in the World Wrestling Federation. I mean, it's like a something on a pole match. Not something that uh, Vince really went for, man. Um, don't even use the damn flags in then, the match. Yes. It, it just all around, man. Uh, it was way, way too long for me. Um, 
Dude, they they had some stretches that were just so boring and long. Um, Brett working over and uh, just Brett going all around with these people. It just wasn't. I wasn't a fan of this match, man. I mean, there wasn't any substance to it. They were kind of sloppy. It was, you know, there was parts where people were climbing up and it felt like calling it in the ring was not working in this yeah. match. Um, it was just, there was sloppiness to it. And you could just tell that, you know, they would climb the turnbuckle and have to be waiting too long and then just fall it in. It felt like fit. no one knew what was going on. Yeah, it was. It felt like backyard wrestling. Like yes, whenever you're like in middle school, wrestling. Yeah. like middle yeah. school backyard wrestling. Yeah, not like, to, yeah, some sort not of like, not like you're getting close to the end of high school. You're already going to training. Yeah. So no, the guys this, you train with are wrestling. No, that's yeah, not that's not what we're talking is, about. Yeah, we're talking like you're you, 13. You have a foam title. You're still trying to paint your face. Yeah. Like, and your friend has never watched it yeah. before. You, you have you a one-word like, name like Dracus yeah. or something like that, you know? And your friend that you have there has never watched it, and you're trying to explain him the history of wrestling in like five minutes. Okay, But so they're an idiot too, so they're just a, down to wrestle because yeah, yeah. you're 13 and you're dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you try to Frankenstein them and hurt your back, and, and you're 30 years and old. And they take it like a flat-faced DDT and just like yeah. lay on top of you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you're still hurting to this day. Me. Yeah. I still got some um, tailbone stuff going on. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> That's this match right here. There you, were have all... a, you have a tables match with sawhorses and pieces of plywood? Oh, yeah. you don't want to know, man. Oh, yeah. I 100% did that. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. I have the, but, uh, a, a burn on the underside of my ass cheek from lighter fluid on a plywood board. See, we never went that far. Just, just you know, just revealing secrets here on the pod, guys. We never went. I did get. I got choke slammed on my couch. This was probably. Guys, okay. Uh, this. I just want to say here. I want to continue this conversation because I feel like this is much better than talking about this flag match. It was the drizzling shits, guys. I'm trying to put over Boy Meets World here. We're here talking we about our backyard wrestling butt injuries. It's like this is the most important. Like this. Just tell yeah. you. I don't think we've ever done this before. That's how boring this match was. That boring Big old match. goose egg for me. Yeah. Big old goose egg for me. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like, the couch has, like, the cushy part right in the middle, but, like, if you're on the edge of the couch, yeah. that's, like, a... Bone hard, yeah. Probably, like, bone hard. Uh, so, a guy named Nick the Brick Iggy, um, he chokeslammed me. That was his character at the time, actually. Nick, Nick, the, Nick brick. the Brick Iggy. He chokeslammed me, but he didn't get me. I jumped too high, so my body kind of slung up in the air. He didn't get me right on the cushiony part. I hit right there on the on the edge. Back problems still to this day from that one move. My my back has literally been hurting since the sixth grade because <laughs> of one choke slam from Nick the Brick. Hey, that's what happens. I will say, Cast the Kid Lush did get up and get a sweet chin music for the win on that match, and I did win the KWF title. But that's neither here nor there. But anyway, the Bret Hart match. What did what did you say? Goose egg. Goose egg. Yeah, badass goose egg for me, man. Look, I got to stretch my back. My back hurts now talking about it. It might, it might be the worst Bret Hart match I've ever seen. Um, so, And just like we said before, like it's always forgettable. Like I've seen this pay-per-view a thousand times, and I forgot that this was on. Like I just – I forgot. Uh, I mean for years I used to – like for the first two years of the network, I would just like can't sleep. Didn't have kids at the time, so it would be like late night. This is the pay-per-view I put on like all the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, moving on back over to 2009, um, man, 
There's a package here for Kofi Kingston versus Orton. And this was the height of Orton for me. This is the best that Orton has ever been. I, I've never really been a fan of him. Uh, but as this was as good as it got to me. This was the best he ever was in his career. He seemed a lot more hungry here, and he seemed more aggressive. Uh, now he just kind of works like a guy, like currently, in my opinion. This is my little bit of burial for Randy Orton. I'm just not a big fan, man. Uh, he just seems like the guy that kind of has all the talent in the world. Just if he's not motivated, then he doesn't do his best, and that to me is lazy. People can call it what it want they want, and they always like beat around the bush. Like you'll hear like ma- major, you know, like uh, like guys like Stone Cold. They'll say like when he's motivated, he's the wrestler, greatest wrestler going on, and it's like that's to me is like just an underhanded way of saying like he's lazy. He's so he's lazy. Yeah. Just say that he's lazy. Like call him out, dude. Like look, I'm not a wrestler, so I'm, I'm sure it's not my place or whatever. But like, dude. Come on, man. Like, you could be great. I mean, this 2009, Orton, 10 years ago, like, you were... I'm a, I'm a wrestler. Me, I just told you guys I got chokeslam on a couch, and I got yeah, on you a, bad, know what I I a bad bump. You know what I mean. You and I'm I have kidding. never wrestled I'm for kidding. a living. That's what I'm... That's I'm the, kidding. Yeah. But that We've bump really did hurt. It really... On the side of that couch. Match, but that's pretty on much... The, yeah. On the side of that couch, it really hurt, guys. I, I think that... I think that maybe me and Cass might be 250 together. Like, if we, like... If we just stand in a bear hug, we might be might Wet. be above the cruiserweight line. Yeah. Oh yeah, coming so straight out of the pool, straight out of the hot tub because we've been snuggled up together watching AEW. Oh, oh yeah, I'm wet in more ways than one. If oh I can my say that. goodness Existing. gracious! <laughs> Here we go. I'm moist. All right. So, speaking of moist, Randy Orton, Kofi <laughs> Kingston. Uh, okay. All right. So it's a solid. Hey change. now. Solid chain open they got going on. Um, Kofi sold his ass off. Uh, man of the match was good. I normally poo-poo all over Orton, but he really seemed motivated, and he carried the match. Um, I could kind of feel his passion for the business at this point, too. Um, they fell into really good tempo. It was a great work. Uh, a fantastic closing sequence here, too. Uh, you know, a couple false, a couple reversals, and then boom, RKO, one, two, three. Man. Solid three stars for me. I gave it a B to a B minus, uh, you know, so probably solid B. What do you think about Orton versus Kingston here? Yeah, man, I don't have much to add on there. You know, Randy definitely seemed like the guy leading the match, like you said. And uh, I thought it was it was really, really good. And you don't really see Randy Orton like that today. So it was really, uh, really fun to watch. And I definitely agree with everything you said there, man. I'm right there. B minus to a B. Uh, we're right on point. We're 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 chugging along. And, right on uh, time, baby. Right, right on time. time. And uh, I so don't even know what's next. So here comes the point in the show. Oh, where we are? Is it, are we here already? We are here already. I know we've been, dude. This has been a blast of a show. Mm. So good. All right. So I want you to think about this now. I okay. Want you to really think. Because I really want to get your thoughts first. Okay. All right. So, what? which show do you want to lead with? I'm what? Which? What do you think I'm gonna lead with? What do you? What do you? I mean, if I, I'm you gonna you let me pick a gold platter because you know how I feel about this. You gonna let me pick? I'm gonna. Well, let now you... I feel bad. You bet. You should. You know what? You should feel bad. You so should. now I feel like I gotta let you have it. Well, let's 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 do this together. Let's do this together, Cass. I'll let you pick. You pick which one you want to do, and I'll. Let's do start the... with 97, and I want you to give me your thoughts. Okay, here we go. It's gotta be Kane. It's gotta be Kane. Start with this. I just, I, 
I knew I wanted to hear it. Okay. This is, uh, I tell you what, man. This is the greatest Hell in a Cell match that there ever was. This is better than even the Mick Foley Hell in a Cell match. The Mick Foley Hell in a Cell match had these great spots, and they were very great spots. crazy. Terrible and, match. Great spot. And, yeah. And But that's something you want to show. Like, I'll show my girlfriend that. I'll show my mom that. Like, I'll be like, hey, guys, look at this. Look what this guy does. But this Shawn Michaels-Undertaker Hell in a Cell match, there's never been a Hell in a Cell match to top this. They have a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view every month. They literally, or every every month, every year, they call a pay-per-view a Hell in a Cell. There's never been a Hell in a Cell better than this one. Year after year, they can't do it, and they will never do it. The first one showed you how to do it, and it's funny that people can get ones, it. Yeah, and like we it. can compare it to the last one that I just saw with Seth Rollins and Bray Wyatt in the red and how bad that was. Well, I yeah. Mean, yeah, it's so hard, though. Because, again, I feel like those matches aren't even applicable. Like, I can't, and I obviously we've, we've touched on it several times on this show. We're never, we're, I'm, I'm seriously not going to cover his matches well, as long as they're in the red light. But. but, but I mean, it's just so funny that, I mean, this is a blueprint of what to do, man. There's the, the way they got out of the cell, the way they do everything, man. I mean, Sean getting picked up and being lawn darted into the, into the cage, man. He, I mean, take her picks him up Sean climbing up the the cage at one point on the inside and he uses the cage and then jumps off and does his classic Sean elbow drop that stuff I see that that's amazing so if you if you see this and you don't realize the greatness of what I'm talking about and what I see Shawn Michaels has Taker down on the mat on the outside of the ring he climbs up the cage halfway up then jumps off slaps his elbow and does his classic Shawn Michaels elbow drop from the cage. Just the way he did that right there, that stuff's amazing to me. Whether you see it or not, it's just so phenomenal, dude. And then the way they get to the outside of the ring, I mean, you know, they do the realism, the, the, the cameraman and all that, dude. Then, like I said earlier, Taker picks him up and lawn darts him into the into the cage they find a way to get to the top of the cage they're doing all this stuff and yeah mick foley he did all his stuff falling off the top but sean did it so great and so amazing and i mean it's a spectacle it's a spot it's sealing the show and just the story of it and sean i mean watch how sean does it sean doesn't just run off the top of the cage and flip off i mean no disrespect to mick foley but sean's holding on the top He's hanging, his one arm's hanging off. He's swaying in the wind, and and Taker hits him off, and he goes through. I mean, it's just this match is great, man. They have a great match in the ring. He he does earlier in the match to rewind, all the way back in the ring. Taker throws him to the ropes, flips him for a, a, a back body uh, drop, and Sean's feet almost hit the top of the, the, the cell. I mean, it's just... Some of the greatest things you've ever seen, there will never be another Hell in a Cell match that could beat this. I mean, and maybe there will, but there hasn't been so far. I haven't seen one. I mean, this is one of the greatest matches in general, let alone one of the greatest Hell in a Cell matches. Everything they do. And then if you want to add in to the rating, if the story adds to the rating, you get this long-going story with, oh, 
It's Paul Bear coming out. He's got his brother. It's gotta be Kane. Yeah. It's gotta be. And Kane rips open the door, and it's Kane. And then Sean actually gets the win. The one, two, three. But they're not Barry and Taker. You know the only reason Sean got the win was because of Kane. And Triple H and China have to drag. Shawn Michaels out and Shawn Michaels selling like the true champion that he is the true phenomenal the the greatest wrestler ever lived getting drug out his feet are literally dragging by Triple H in China Shawn just kills it this whole match Taker is is phenomenal too but Shawn is really the the man with the plan in this one and Shawn really is everything this is a plus 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 for me this is it I mean, you want to watch a match. You want to. You want somebody. You want to show somebody some wrestling. Show somebody this Hell in a Cell match. Shawn Michaels Undertaker. I mean, this is just everything I want and more. This is everything I want and more. I'd rather watch this than Shawn and Brett. Even though I love that Shawn and Brett match, but dude, I mean, just Shawn does a power driver in this match, sitting down on the steps. He does. He climbs up the the freaking cage and does a. Uh, that I'm telling you, I love how he climbs up and does his classic elbow that he does off the top rope. He does it. He does it the same way, but he climbs up the cage and does it like right above. Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't even. I can't talk about it anymore, Daniel. Or I'm. I, I'm gonna have to go watch it again. So what do you? Do you have anything to add to the greatest Hell in a Cell match? Yeah, dude. I mean, I, I feel like no one on earth has ever taken a better ass beating. Than Shawn freaking Michaels, dude. Like nobody, nobody. Busted open. I dude, mean, he's like he's a bumping machine in this match, uh, and just made Taker look like an absolute monster. Uh, I mean, the true storytelling and psychology in this match, um, paired with like the first time ever seeing this match, um, it's just undeniable. I, I, the match itself is five stars by itself. And then you add arguably the best debut in company history with with Kane. I mean, um, yeah, it's. And how, guess what, there, dude? Any, who could be better than that? And guess what? You had this huge definitive debut, but you still actually have an ending to this match. It's not just yeah. like the match is thrown out or oh, it's yeah. a draw or whatever. Good Michael point. steals the win. One, two, three. Which it's, all makes sense. Yes, it's perfect. This but match Taker is perfect. still looks strong. Everything about it is perfect. Sean's getting drug out, like I said. I mean, like, it's hard enough to get both main eventers. To, to, they both get over and shine more from a, from a match like this. Two but baby to also faces. launch another, another guy immediately into the main event with Kane. Mm. Dude, like... And how, how well did Kane pay off? I mean, obviously, he paid off really well. And I would argue that without this debut, maybe not paid off as well, right? I mean, he himself didn't think he was going to last this long. He himself says that this debut is, like, the most magical moment of his, like, career. And it has to be. Like, I mean, dude, five stars. Five stars. If I give anything five stars, it's got to be this match. Undeniable. I well, mean, you know. Dude, Thanks, it's just, Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, it's yeah, it's <laughs> what yeah, absolutely. Hey, hey, do give the devil his due for sure. Uh, and you know, speak of the devils, and the last thing we see here is Triple H and and and, and you know Sean just being carried and just a, a bloody mess. Uh, and then the last thing we're gonna see on the 2009 show is DX as well. Uh, but it's the 2009 version. Sean and oh. Hunter are both uh, 
both a little bit older here. It's mostly um, Sean kind of messing up. Uh, as, as the as the go-to Sean guy, I'll admit, Sean kind of was the Sean's Sean's the lackey in this this version he's for sure. Not really helping in this one, and we all wish he would kind of just uh, certainly not the leader in this version of DX. Yeah, I wish you. Yeah, I don't even want to say what I wish, but anyway, what did you think of this uh, TLC? tag team um okay yeah so i thought i, I love the yeah no no go on you know you, i thought it's a pretty hey. like it, it's a strange cast for a tlc match to me you know what i mean like big show triple h like those names even sean it's kind of like yeah. tlc like i mean jericho okay sure jericho is the most versatile sean, i mean i guess though. sean invented the ladder but i mean no well invented the ladder you guys didn't know they invented yeah, yeah, yeah. the ladder made it popular but um, yeah, I mean, Brett I mean, and my kid were doing it like 20 years earlier. So, but... yeah. So when the spots kind of broke down to like Jericho and Michaels and Triple H and Big Show, that was all fine. Uh, all that was pretty good. I mean, all the all the HBK YTJ stuff was great, but the rest of it was uh, kind of weak. Um, it's like half the match was great and the other half was pretty rough and pretty boring. Um, the thing about matches like this is that they kind of have to be spot fests. Like TLC matches kind of have to be like just just high 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 intensity high tempo the whole match you know what I mean that's the mm-hmm. only way it really works and it, you need you honestly need more than four people I feel like uh, or they're gonna all gonna have to be just constantly moving to really do a great TLC match um, and yeah these guys just aren't really that those kind of people you know they're they're more of the main event WWE style guys even you know even Sean and Jericho or whatever they're they're not I mean. Not that they can't do TLCs, they can, but it's certainly not their specialty. They're more story-driven, you know, professional wrestling first, you know, work rate kind of people. Um, so yeah, I mean, it just it it, it didn't it, it felt like they never really settled in, and it felt like the, like uh, like it never really found its right the right footing. I guess. I mean, I wanted it to be good. Uh, I wanted to like it, but I just didn't. It was awkward, and the timing just seemed off. I mean, the finish was kind of cool with him just having, like, one half of a ladder and having, like, Hunter, like, hold the one half of a ladder while Sean climbed it and, like, caught it. Because you could kind of see Hunter being like, mm-hmm. and so well, that was kind of cool. Uh, I mean, it was kind of wild. It wasn't the worst. It wasn't great. I gave it two and a half stars, so it was just a dead C. Not a C minus, not a C plus, yeah. just a C. Um, what do you think about this main event here? Yeah, man. I mean, you pretty much touched on all of it. I was there at about a C to a C plus. And, you know, it's weird because I love I, I did not love this version of DX, but I do love the tag team of Jericho and Big Show. Such a great tag team, but not a good fitting here. Not a good fitting with DX yeah. and not a good fitting in the TLC a straight match. tag match probably would have been way better. A straight up tag yeah. match probably would way better. Would have been way better. Um, But, you know, they're trying to put a gimmick in there and I get that. Um. But I, I don't know why they went with the TLC, and I'd have to probably look more into the storyline in that era or in that time. But kind of weird to have that TLC here. Um, didn't really work to the best. Uh, I mean, big shows in the match. It's just kind of funny. But uh, and you know maybe they were going for that. You know, kind of like hey, this is gonna be wild. You know what? What? what right. Obvi- I, it seems like obviously they were going for that. But um, it. And obviously it didn't work uh, to the best of uh, what could have been. But I did like the finish of Triple H holding it, like you said. So I was more of a C-plus on it. I was a little more high on it. I will say that. 
Um, so yeah, I don't, man, after all that, I don't know where I'm at between both shows. I might have to, you might have to give yeah, me a second. Like the, the, you so might have under, to give me a second to look at okay. both the shows. I mean, I would say that the undercard, the undercard overall was much better for TLC 2009. Um, but not, nothing, uh, you know, nothing came close to that Hell in a Cell. And when you have a five-star match, um, you know, for Bad Blood, it's just... I got to give it to 97's Bad Blood. I mean, that's my pick of the week, obviously. I mean, it's very rare that I'm going to give a five-star rating. So, I mean, this match getting five stars is... You know what? It's weird that one match is going to... one. It's almost like one match... But it has that much power. We'll have that much power because... Let's just let me just tell you this. My first three grades on Bad Blood '97, the first three matches: Nation of Domination, Road Warriors, Max Mini Match, and then the God Wins Headbangers. Yeah. I have a D plus, C minus, and an F. Moving on, I have a B plus, and then from there, nothing really good. C's all the way down to the A plus for Shawn Michaels Undertaker. But my TLC. There's no Fs, but it's all yeah. mediocreness. But yeah. I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna go with you, man. That Sean match. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna recommend a pay per view for somebody to watch, I'm recommending Bad Blood '97 yeah. because yeah. you get to watch not just the greatest Hell in a Cell, but especially one of the match. Matches. Like if we're just breaking it down to one match from two shows that you gotta watch Woo! and the one match that Got we want it. Like, I don't even want to say comfortably to recommend the pay-per-view Bad Blood, but you got to watch this. But it'll get them there. If you've never seen it, yeah, sure. But if you've never seen this match from front to back, if you've never seen it from start to finish, please go watch 1997 Bad Blood and check out that Hell in a Cell between the showstopper, the icon, the main event in his heyday in 1997, Shawn Michaels, Versus a much more limber, much more agile Undertaker as well. Uh, man, it's just first ever Hell in a Cell. Those bumps were just phenomenal. Uh, the selling, oh god, the storytelling, just so good. I can't say right enough on. good things about it. Can't say enough good things about this show, Cass. Hey, can't now. say enough good things about this show. We had what a great time do today. We have going. Now? Hey, man, we talked about butt burns today. Hey. We talked about. Five star matches. Hey. We talked about Disney Plus a little bit. Hey. We're just all around the globe. Hey. Killing it. <laughs> you have been listening to WWF Bad Blood 1997 versus WWE TLC on 2009. We had a great time with you guys, man. We talked about all kinds of ridiculous things. Thank you guys for sticking Amen. around. Dude, next week we are going to be covering the most uh, recent version. I guess the new one that they're going to do this Sunday. That'll be WWE TLC 2019 versus the show that inspired the greatest wrestling video game of all time. It is WWF Woo! No Mercy from 1999. The Tit. Hey. By that I mean the Terry Invitational. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Uh, yeah, it was uh, the first uh, ladder match that kind of spawned the, the TLC craze that we're in now. So it'd be cool to see where it all started with the new brood, which is Matt yeah. and Jeff Hardy versus uh, Edge and Christian. Pretty pumped for that, right? Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's exciting. I can't wait for that. What else? Yeah, and then, well, you know, like we always are, we're a day late and a dollar short. So the day hey. after Christmas, you will be receiving our pop culture episode that we promised to give you guys this month. Indeed. Uh, right in the nick of time, right before we kind of end the year, it's going to be Return of the Jedi versus Back to the Future 3. We'll be wrapping up that saga on both sides. Uh, and then, you know, after, uh, after we change our format, we'll kind of be coming back to you guys about what we're going to be doing for the 
pop culture series as well. But we know you guys love those, so we'll keep them going. Uh, on January 2nd, to kick off the new year, we're going to be doing a all-90s episode. Uh, it's going to be a WWF Beware of Dog 1996 versus WCW Beach Blast 1993. Uh, Steve Austin's on the show, on both shows. Goldust hey. is on both shows. The hey. British Bulldog is on both shows. Hey. Uh, so it'll be cool to kind of get into that that vibe there. Uh, it'll be the day that. after New Year's, so the, the hangover should have worn off at least a little bit by the time you get to listen to that podcast. Uh, and then on January the 9th, we're going to be covering another 1997 show. It's uh, WCW oh. Starcade 1997, trying to get as many of these in before we get change it. up our format. Against WWE's New Year's Re- Revolution, Revolution, uh, yeah. 2005. It's going to be Batista's kind of coming of age there. And then uh, to wrap up about a, a month out of content, it's going to be on January the 16th. We're going to be bringing you that NXT UK TakeOver 2 uh, in Cardiff, I believe. We'll be covering mm-hmm. that one up against Cass's favorite ever pay-per-view. The That's pay-per-view it. that made him a a, a, a childhood a, a fan. Why don't you go ahead and tell him what it is? Yeah, it is the greatest wrestling pay-per-view of all time. It is the World Wrestling Federation's 1995 Royal Rumble with the winner getting to walk down the aisle at WrestleMania with Baywatch's own Pamela Anderson. Ladies and gentlemen, we will all watch that together and be amazed with this greatness of a pay-per-view. That's my sh- that's my show. That is my. I'll, I'll get into it. I'll get into it when we talk about the show. But that is the show that made me a wrestling fan. I uh, I didn't even watch it live. I had to rent it like a month later down the line. But I watched it live in my house on VHS from a rental. But I was hook, line, and sinker. And uh, this was the show that made me a wrestling fan and made me why. If you ever listen to me and say why does this guy like Shawn Michaels so much. This is kind of inappropriate. Why this guy? How does he like Sean so much? This is kind 1995, of 1995 Royal Rumble. That's why. That's why, wow. baby. Wow, this is it. So we're gonna see, we're gonna see the the beginning of a you know the making of a stalker we'll here, we'll and see. Uh, we'll hey, see we'll hey, see how it turns out hey. with uh with the KG Cast Lush. But you know what? My name is Mr. Know It All, Daniel John Schaefer. He is the KG Cast Lush. This has been another fantastic kayfabe comparison. Be sure to follow us on our socials at kayfabe.com. That's K-A-Y-F-A-B-E-C-O-M. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that share, give us a five-star review, and tell us how awesome we are. That's going to do it for us. I'm out. I got to pee really bad. Can you do the peace? Can you do peace this year? Peace, 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 peace.